Hello, fellow cinephiles. My name's Ben, and this is the Real Movies Podcast. I'm waiting for you to ask your question. Ben, where have you been? <laughs> uh, have you not been listening to the Real Movies Podcast? No, I have, Frankie? but this is, this is called a setup. You guys I mean, have, okay. I've, uh, I've, for the past two weeks, I've yeah, been... He's been releasing episodes, so any listener knows yeah, where he's been, Frankie. <laughs> no, but the like... setup was pointless. He wanted you to say, hey, Ben, how was your trip? <laughs> uh, hey, Ben, how was your trip? Jeez. Uh, my trip was great. I had the absolute time of my life. Truly. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was so, so fun. I mean, and, and I'm not just saying that. It really was the best time. If for some reason someone just randomly listens to the episode, where'd you go? I went to the Sundance Film Festival. Man. 2018. 2018. I was in Park City proper for 13 days. Colorado. And then... Isn't well, Utah? Yeah, Utah. Outside Utah. of Salt Lake. <laughs> Wait a second. But the festival only goes for 10. So I was there a couple of days early. Okay. Um... Yeah, man, it was it was something. It's the Sundance Film Festival. It's like the, I think it's probably the biggest film festival in the United States. Um, yeah. And so I'd agree with that statement. And it's the first major one in the world of each year. Because um, what's the other one? Like cons or cans? Well, the next one will be Berlin, which is pretty big, and then Germany, and then uh, yeah, in Germany, and that's that's like in a couple of weeks from now, and then uh, Con I think is in May. In France? Yep. Tribeca, I think, well, is somewhere sure. in there. April, maybe. Is Tribeca... I have no idea. New York. New York. Okay. <laughs> um, Toronto's really big in September. That's our new one in Canada. Okay. South by Southwest is in March. Austin. Um, another big one in the fall. I think Fantastic Fest is somewhere in there. That's like a big like genre festival. It gets a lot of respect. Um, no, man, but this... Uh, so, this year, I was volunteering uh, for Sundance at the during the festival so um, what what were you like your duties so i was what's called a crowd liaison nice and so what that means is basically i get to stand kind of outside around some of the gated ticket entrances and kind of just direct people where to go okay. and just kind of you know basically just be there to kind of you know let people in or out um and so my position was mostly at what's called a pass holder entrance. And so at the theater I was working at, the, in the Park City Public Library, they have a theater on the third floor where they show films for Sundance. And um, so they're outside the library. They have these gates set up. They have a pass holder gate set up, which is where I was. They have a an entourage gate, which is like for publicists and uh, friends and family of like the talent and uh crew um that come to premieres and stuff and then um there was a press line and so that would be where obviously the reporters come in and um during premiere like for premiere movies uh talent would go through that line and then come out by the entourage door and then go up that uh middle entrance of the library to get to the theater and they're and they're kind of separate from everyone else um so you just stuck to the one library because i I, don't they have Showings in tons of different. Yeah, places. they got like there's like 15 theaters. Okay. Um, and yeah, so I just stayed at nice. the library. Um, that was my duties. Um, 
And so, yeah, from, I think we kind of alternated, I guess each, each day there are like three different teams at each theater. There's team A, team B, team C, and I'm team A. And so team That's A. That's right, A team. And then I team think, A. and then I think, uh, shout out to them on my last episode, by the way, that you couldn't really hear. I don't know. I doubt either of you guys listened to it, but I try to Dude, do that. Dude, I just started school. I haven't listened to anything. I try to do a recap of them. Like we, everybody wants to be on that, on the show. And I think I'm going to eventually try to figure out a way to get everybody on individually that wants to do it. But I was like, Hey, I've got my stuff. Why don't we just sit in the room? Like, and we're, we were all in one room. So I just sat my microphone out and, uh, just recorded everybody. And so, uh, we talked for close to 45 minutes and it was a lot of fun. Oh, nice. Um, no, but, uh, so the pass holder line on team A, like we would alternate, uh, a couple of, we would do like two, three days in a row where we would have to work from like seven thirty in the morning to like two or two thirty in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we would kind of trade with team B and then we would wind up working like two to eight, eight thirty at night. So um, when you weren't working, that's when you go to see the movies. Yeah. Okay. So, but what was cool about it was, is that, you know, I'm already at a theater and so, you all right over there? I'm dying. Old man, two D. He's sick. Um. So basically, whenever I would get off shift, I would just kind of stick around and watch whatever was coming on next, unless it was something I really, truly could care less about, and then I would go off and either see something else or go to dinner or just do something else, a panel or something. Does one day that theater just play one movie, or is it like- no? There's like like normally during uh like the middle of the festival which is like everything beside from like maybe the very first or the very last day mm-hmm. the theaters show like six movies a day okay wow um and we basically work through two of them um between people lining up to get in loading the theater them being in the movie and then kind of people getting out of the theater by the time like we're on you know a six 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 and a half seven hour shift only like two movies basically get done. So, um, cause people start lining up like an hour and a half to two hours before the showtime of the movie so Ooh. that they, so that they guarantee kind of a good space. Um, because there are like pass holders, which is the entrance I was in. So those are people that spend like $3,000 for a pass and kind of get express access to the theater. Um, and then there are also regular ticket holders like you and I who would spend like $20 a ticket. And uh, go stand in line in a giant tent with all the other ticket holders. Um, and they also have a wait list. So if you want to see the movie but you didn't get a ticket before they sold out, uh, you can go stand in the wait list line. The court, it's like taking a number at the uh, uh, like the uh, the deli or something at the grocery store. Except it's all done like through through the Sundance Film Festival app on your phone. Um, so like two hours before a movie would start. It would be like, okay, you can now have access to this wait list. And so you're standing on there like two hours before before go time, and you're like trying so hard to get a top spot in the line. Hmm. Um, and then when you get, when you wind up going to the theater, you line up according to where you are on the wait list. And then if there's enough space between pass holders, ticket holders, and if there's anybody from the movie there, then they'll start selling to people in the wait list line. And you have to spend 20 bucks cash. Uh, on a wait on a waitlist ticket if you get in. Yeah, that could suck sitting all that time in the waitlist list or line and then not. Yeah, I was uh like the third, the second or third night of the festival, 
Um, I try to get into a movie called Assassination Nation. Nice which, name. Uh, which I think you're going to hear more about later this year. How's that um, name never been used before? <laughs> right. Um, it got it was the biggest uh, acquisition of the festival. It made it was purchased for like ten million dollars. And indie film, like who's... Kind of, it's like an indie like horror comedy. I think okay. action comedy. I think Bella Thorne's in it and uh, her Suki Waterhouse and maybe one or two other uh, people. Um, so I was I was in a movie prior to that. I think the movie before that I saw was uh, I want to say Sorry to Bother You, but I'm not sure if that was it or not. And Sorry to Bother You is another one that surely will get talked about again later this year. Um, and I've got you know some write ups on on all the movies I saw at therealmoviesblog.blogspot.com. WordPress is being a son of a mother right now. And I, <laughs> They go on a new route. Yeah, so I had to bring the Blogspot site back. Um, but uh, so Assassination Nation, I get out and, and it's playing at the same exact theater. So it's a matter of getting out of your like leaving the movie when it's done that you're in, going back outside and trying to get back in line for the other movie. Oh, no. So, so yeah. But what was cool is that I was since I was a full time volunteer, they had uh, every single screening had a set allotment of tickets for volunteers that were totally free. They yes. were just predicated on you showing up early enough to get one. Um, so the library theater had 30 allotted for volunteers at every single movie that showed during the 10 days. How big are these theaters? You said little. Well, the one I was the one I was in was like 450 to 500 seats. Cool. Um, at least stadium seating or just like old school flattish? Uh, the library was more flattish, slightly angled. Yeah. Um, I did see a couple movies in stadium style theaters though. Um, but so... This movie I was in at the library was fantastic. I, and I get back outside thinking, all right, we're getting, it's like an hour, maybe a little over an hour until the next one starts. I don't know if I'm going to, if there's, you know, time for me to get one because it was like the premiere of this movie, um, this Assassination Nation movie. And so I get outside, get downstairs, uh, go back into the tent, and there's like 400 people lined up already between the wait list and the ticket holders. So I'm yeah, thinking, well, yeah. shit. Um, there's no way there's any volunteer tickets, tickets left. So I asked whoever was back there, uh, by any chance or they're like, no, sorry. So I had to jump in the wait list. And since I didn't have a number because I was in the movie prior, I didn't have a chance to get on the thing before it filled up. And that's the other thing. The wait list will fill up too. Um, they just kind of send you to the very end of the wait list line. And so I got in that line with a couple of people, um, that I was with and, oh, it might've been Skate Kitchen, I think was the movie I saw right before this. Um, Skate Kitchen. Yeah, yes, that was good. That was an alright one too. <laughs> the cool name. Um, I don't want to know anything about the movie because of what I'm imagining. It's going to be so much better. Yeah. Uh, but, but so we're standing in line for Assassination Nation. Come to find out, it was like by far like it had all of these like teenage girls and like a couple of boys in it, and so they all brought like friends. And, like, obviously it's the premiere, so, like, and it's a giant cast, so they had all the cast, pretty much, like, all their families, the producers, uh, like, friends of everybody. They had, like, over a hundred people show up that were just, like, relating to the movie, and then, which is totally unheard of. It's ridiculous. And then they had um, over a hundred pass holders show up, which is also unheard of. And so, uh, by the time they were letting ticket holders in, I think they let in maybe half the people that had tickets. Oh, I'd be And mad. then everybody else had to be turned away. Maybe three quarters of the ticket. So, if you bought a ticket and got turned away, can you just use it again? Nope. 
Oh, yeah, that's the, that's the nature of film festivals, man. It's It doesn't necessarily guarantee you a seat, despite the fact you spent $20 on a ticket. Salty. That's pretty brutal. So that's why you got to show up. Like That's why people turn up an hour plus early. But you did eventually get to see it. Maybe not no, I didn't. No, you didn't? Not Assassination Nation, no. I kind of gave up on it. Oh, man. Because it was packed every time I tried to go, and um, it got purchased pretty early in the festival. So I was like, well, I'll just wait until it comes out. So, how many movies did you see in total? <laughs> I have the letterbox list. Um, I'm going to say 17 off the top of my head. I'm going to check this list. I was going to guess 12. Mm. You know, not other people, other volunteers saw like 27. Oh, wow. I was like, I found that out the other day. In the, uh, you'll hear me when I in the podcast prior to this one when I find that out. I'm like, holy crap. Um, let's count. I saw Science Fair, RBG. This is home. Hearts beat loud. Lizzie. Nancy. Sorry to bother you. Arizona. Skate kitchen. Yeah. Summer of '84. American animals. Hereditary. The Oslo Diaries. Dark money. Blind spotting. The miseducation of Cameron Post and uh, a futile and stupid gesture. Seventeen. Hereditary looks fantastic. It is fantastic. What were some of the best ones that you saw? Uh, if you had a favorite, I why do you think of that? What would be better, the Skate Kitchen you saw, or a sequel to the Disney original That's movie Brink? Hundred percent, what I was thinking, they man. To open a restaurant. No way, Dan. That's hundred percent what I was thinking in my head. Like Skate Better, they they make a kitchen. Let's make that movie obviously back the, to Ben. Obviously that one. <laughs> yes, he's like washed up. He's got a family. Yep. The oh. skate kitchen, the skate, the this skate kitchen's okay, but I, I want to see that other. I want to see the Brink, <laughs> Brink, Brink, the Brink restaurant, food truck, food truck. Even they, hey, there's a Brink Brewing Company in uh, College Hill. There we go. Because they can bring that food truck to the skate parks. Oh my gosh, yep. the movie writes itself. Right, uh, <laughs> Disney. We know you listen. Hit us up. Um, but my favorite, I think, I think it will wind up being a tie between Sorry to Bother You and Blind Spotting. Because those two were kind of tough to pick. I think I was telling people if I had to edge one over the other, it's really close, but I'd probably give it to blind spotting. Um, and they're both really hard to describe. Yeah. Uh, I think they both take place in like stylized but grounded versions of Oakland. Really? Yeah. They're not. <laughs> and like, like neither of them are sci-fi or like horror or anything. They're just like they're both like different visions of Oakland, but are just. It's they're both kind of like off the wall in a certain way, um, with like social certain social constructs and things. Um, Blind spotting is like a comedy drama about uh, these two guys that um, are just trying to make it, kind of like they're just they're friends and they're just trying to kind of get by. Um, and they sort of you know and they just. And they just sort of kind of nag each other on into like antics and stuff. I think one guy's trying to get over some like anger issues. Um, and the other guy just kind of won't grow up, sort of. Huh. Um, but it's like really, it's like really edgy though, and it's really cool and fun. Um, but it's also got like, it goes to a couple of dark places here and there. It's got the star is David Diggs, who is, uh, like the second highest build guy from Hamilton. Oh. Um, it's his first movie he's ever done. And, uh, 
it's really cool because some of it, like, he's he's great in it, and it kind of leans into, like, some comic sensibilities that he has. But there's also some, like, music, like musical stuff in it, too, that he gets to kind of bust those chops out a little bit. So, there's so it's really for, interesting. It's a musical at times? There's, like, two kind of, like, rap songs in it that kind of go into, like, and when they do that, it kind of goes into, like, this fever dream kind of scene. Oh, interesting. Is, and he, like, just raps really angrily, and it's really cool. And then... uh yeah, I don't know. And then the other one, sorry to bother you, is a totally unrelated movie, but um, it's about a young man who uh, is kind of struggling to hold a job, and he finds a job as a uh, like working in a call center. And they uh, that. yeah, and so he's kind of you know struggling to get you know he and his girlfriend are living in his uncle's garage, <laughs> so he's he kind of wants to get out of there, and uh, so while he starts this job, um. He starts to find out he's like really good at it. Um, but it's not just that he's a good, you know, phone caller. It's that, you know, he's kind of sort of found a way in, into the rules by accident that these guys are kind of throwing at him. And so they kind of put him on this pedestal, right? The people that is, uh, that he works for. Yeah. And he makes friends at work. And so, uh, through all of this, he kind of rises to this position. Uh, and when he gets to where, you know, when he gets to kind of the peak, he starts to find out things about not just the company he works for, but the company that that company work is, you know, contracted with. Uh, he starts to find certain things out that start to kind of throw his entire world for a loop. And, uh, so it's pretty mind trippy. Um, but it, it it's mind trippy in like an adult swim kind of way. Like Tim and Eric Adult Swim? Yeah. Or, okay. Um, just like, you know, whoa, what was in, you know, what did I just smoke kind of way? Like, but it's, so it's like a really goofy, hilarious movie. Um, but again, also one that's really smart with a lot of some of its uh, messages. Huh. Um, and the performances are amazing. It's got Army Hammer and Tessa Thompson. Army Hammer. And Lakeith nice. Stanfield and Terry Crews. Terry Crews. Uh, who else is in it? It's got some bigger people in it. Danny Glover's in it. Danny Glover? Steven yeah. Young's in it. What the? Yeah. This movie got bought, right? Are you going to see the movie? It hasn't, well, yeah, it did. It got bought by Annapurna. Uh, and they put out Detroit and um, nice. Professor Marston and the Wonder Women last year, so I'm sure it'll get play theatrically, which is awesome. So, those were your favorite movies? Yep. I saw from your pictures you met a Mr. Leonard Malton. I did. Man, my I did that dude. He's the best. He, my he's my hero. Yeah, he's my hero Literally. because he was in uh, the 1997 Star Wars VHS in the beginning. Oh yeah, of it, <laughs> like interviewing George Lucas. So like I always knew this guy. Well, I should have told him, and I completely forgot. I have like a couple of Walt Disney DVDs that are like collections of some of the really old, um, like Mickey Mouse stuff. Like I've got a DVD that has literally all of the old black and white Mickey Mouse cartoons on it. Steamboat Willie type um, stuff. Yeah. And, uh, he's like, he does all sorts of stuff on that disc. He does like an introduction and he does all kinds of some of the bonus material. And I think he's also on another, there was another DVD of those I had that was basically kind of all of this content that was produced. Like the studio, you know how they, movies used to be, you'd go, you'd buy, you know, you'd put your nickel down and then you'd go in the theater and you'd sit there for four hours or whatever. And you would yeah, get he, the newsreels, you would get cartoons. cartoons. You'd get, you know, a movie every once in a while, or you'd get like a serial or mm-hmm. something. And so, um, I think, you know, at, 
once upon a time, like movie studios would kind of produce uh, like pieces of content that were like kind of documentary style things that would basically kind of give behind the scenes of like properties of theirs. So like maybe they would do some stuff about like the stars that were working for them or cause like back in the day, um, like everybody used to have a contract everywhere and like, and like, yeah, studio, were, it was, it was almost like, it was almost like uh soccer, like professional soccer where yep. people would be on contract at a studio and studios would literally lend stars to other studios. Um, so sometimes they would, you know, places would do, uh, like MGM would lend Clark Gable to somebody. I think that was what happened with, uh, a movie called It Happened One Night, which is one of the all-time great screwball comedies. Um, yes. One of my favorites ever. Um, Clark Gable was kind of notorious for being sort of a jackass. He was, you know, he was boozy. He was kind of rude. Um, he had, ah, and he go. famously had halitosis and would routinely make women who had to kiss him in movies have to, like, get Ew, gross. Uh, and so Brush I think teeth, dude. He, was, he was on contract at MGM, which at that time was, like, the studio, right? Mm-hmm. Um and so I think due to something based on a story I read, like uh, something he did on the set of one of the movies that he had just done prior, they decided to kind of scare him a little bit and they lent him to Columbia. And at that time, Columbia was basically the worst studio you could, you could work for. They were, they were like the total dump of Hollywood. And so they lent him to Columbia to kind of, like I said, freak him out and, you know, make him sweat. And so he's pissed, right? Yeah. Uh, but then they go and make, it happened one night, and so he does that, and then I think he eventually goes back to MGM. But that's what I'm saying is like you know studios would kind of you know trade stars all the time like that. Um, but with so what was so what I'm saying is though with this Disney thing, Leonard Malton was on a DVD of these kind of documentary collection of like documentary short pieces that Disney made about say like old cartoons they'd done or. Uh, like behind the scenes of the Jungle Cruise at Disneyland or something like that. They do like a 10-minute documentary about, you know, what you can expect on the ride at Jungle Cruise. Uh, it's my favorite ride. So Leonard Malton did a ton of stuff for that disc too, which is pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, so I've looked up to him since I had those DVDs and probably even prior to that. I was, I'm sure I saw him on a couple of other things too, but, like, I've always been – uh, fascinated by him and then being, you know, I kind of came into my own as a self-proclaimed movie critic and now host of a podcast about movies. He did it. You know, he did it. the prospect of him being in yeah. a place where I could kind of have access to him, I was like, oh my God, I've got to like, I cleared, like I made sure, and that first day, like that first Friday, uh, I wasn't, I think he was on after I was finished with my first shift. Um, and so I immediately like ran up to the lounge that he was doing that uh, panel in. And then uh, also during that day, I met his daughter, Jesse, who together the two of them host the Malton on Movies podcast at Nerdist, um, which is just they an, did it. Yeah, which is just an awesome show. And uh, I haven't listened to that show. So it's like the two of them and they usually have like one like movie star or somebody in the movies on every week. Um. And so I was excited to meet them both. So Friday, I kind of, you know, you know, sort of introduced myself to uh, his daughter. And then, you know, in turn, I kind of get to say one or two words to him on Friday. Um, but then uh, I guess Saturday or something, I happened to see, you know, his daughter on Twitter because I follow them both uh, said something about um, 
it being a great day at the Legion M Lounge and all the you know fun discussions that were had and stuff. And so I kind of replied to it and I said, "Hey, it was really great to meet you and your dad today, and you know you guys are great and it's uh, really cool and all that." And so she goes, "Oh, you're just the sweetest. Why don't uh, come by, uh, come back on Sunday so we can have a proper yeah. conversation? Lock it down." Yeah. So I was like, "What? What? 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 What?" I was like, "What?" It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly the state of mind I was in. Um, and so, uh, two days go by, and on Sunday, where I'm lucky enough, where he got it, go. <clears throat> he's got that soundboard working. We haven't used that in a while. Uh, don't do it again. So I go back Sunday, <laughs> since she told me to, and I'm lucky enough that they're the time that they're going to be there uh, is early enough for me to go before I have to do my shift at two o'clock. And so, you know, I'm there, I'm there pretty early and, uh, they turn up with a couple of time, uh, you know, a few minutes to kill before they have to do the first like little Q, not a Q and a, but they kind of were hosting these little short discussions with like some filmmakers that were, had movies in the festival and stuff. Um, so, you know, I kind of flag, you know, his daughter down at one point after he sits, cause I think he had had foot surgery the day before they left for, for Utah. And so he was in a, in a, in a boot. So they had to sit him down and then, you know, I kind of, you know, wave and say, Hey to Jesse. And she recognizes me and we, you know, actually got to talk. And the first thing she asked me is tell me about your podcast. Yes. So <laughs> Jesse Malton, if you're <laughs> listening to this, hello. And it was an absolute delight to yeah. hang. <laughs> it was an absolute delight to hang out with you and your dad at Sundance. I cannot thank you enough for being so gracious and, uh, to a guy like me, who's just, you know, a fan and that's that's cool when you kind of get to meet your heroes and they turn out to be just the that coolest awesome. people on earth yeah. um that's and she had like a golden girl skirt on which was just the funniest thing i've ever seen she's just i'm good. looking at your pictures hey stop that no more <laughs> now i'm looking at your pictures ben that's so cool yeah so i didn't get a picture with her in it but she you know just i noticed that she had betty white's big face like on a, on this dress and i was like oh my gosh that's great uh no just honestly if I could be adopted by them, I'd go. I want to be. I want to be on their show someday, and you know, obviously, it'd be an honor to have. I, Leonard would never do it, I'm sure, but Jesse wanted to be on the show. There's if an, you just showed up, open with invitation a, anytime. You just show up with a microphone. And yeah, like, that's hey, all I got to do. You trick him like he thinks he's just having a conversation. Like, oh, by the way, you're on my podcast. No, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. But you know, maybe if I'm ever if I ever find my way back to LA, if I'll I'll have to bring my uh, bring my material and maybe see that's, if they'll be gracious enough to kind of. That's so me. cool, man. Um, that is cool. So, wow, you did it. That was easily the coolest experience of the festival, hands down. Well, that was Ben's peaking story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I peaked at Sundance in like the first two days. Um, no, well, I, I can, well, I almost pretty much verify that. Do you want to hear my Tessa Thompson story? Yes, Tessa Thompson. She was in. Um... <laughs> I'm just laughing thinking about this. <laughs> you know, you know who she is. Like she was a uh, Valkyrie. In Thor That's why. I, okay. I had her confused. I thought she was Valkyrie, but I thought she also could have been someone else. So yeah, Valkyrie, and also in uh, Westworld. Yes. Yeah. And in Creed. Yes. Dan, you know who this person is? I know who Valkyrie from Thor is. Okay. So imagine Valkyrie from Thor has yes. a different mood. Has is in. She's in Sorry to Bother You, which was my one of my favorite movies of the festival. Go on. So So imagine, you know, you're standing. Like your normal guy standing under a heater, freezing your butt off at the pass holder line, 
for a movie at like, you know, two in the afternoon, three in the afternoon, I guess it was. Not her movie. Like, there's nobody expect, you're not expecting anybody from the movie that's show, that's getting ready to show to turn up. Yeah. So you don't, you're, you're thinking, oh, I don't have to deal with, you know, press and celebrities today, which is nice. Um, wouldn't you know it? Like, Tessa Thompson, Valkyrie from Thor, walks up to me with who I assume is a publicist. Um, and, you know, they're kind of asking where they're supposed to go. Really? Yeah. And so I'm like, well, like before I think she even said anything, I was said, I was like getting ready to help them. And then I looked and noticed who she was. I was like, I, I saw your movie the other night. I really loved it. She's like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Can I get She's got that great smile. And so, um, did you get a selfie? No, I didn't. Uh, no. You don't really like. I know you're not supposed. I'm to. I'm kind of weird about that. Like, no, it's it's good protocol not to. But no, yeah. I, I want to vicariously live through not. you, and I can only do that if you have a picture. Leonard Malton was the only big person I got a picture with. But they were doing pictures with that, so like I was looking at you, so uh, it's not as. I, I well, I, they weren't doing pictures with everybody right there. I would just we were talking, uh, and then before I left, I was like, I asked Jesse, I was like, Hey, would it be cool if we got a picture together? He's like, Oh yeah, come on. Like, she's just the coolest person. But, um, so Tessa, like she and this woman, like they didn't have, so it's not their film. So they're not with the film they're trying to get into. Yeah. They're just the spectators. They're just normal spectators. Yeah. Oh, you turned them away. Well, listen, listen, listen <laughs> to what no, happened. You didn't. <laughs> Can I just tell you that other, like there are people that are pretty big names that are content to wait in ticket areas with, uh, with people. Mm. Darren Aronofsky did that all festival. Stood Mother? in line with everybody else. Josh Horowitz and like some of these press people that like yeah. are pretty, de- you know, people know and recognize are, you know, content to wait with everybody else. So, no, no. so Tessa and this publicist like walk up to me with tickets, like normal movie tickets that you, like I said, you and I would buy for $20 at the regular box office. Now, if the tickets were marked with the big black letters film on the side, I knew exactly where they were supposed to go. Mm-hmm. they weren't marked with that film because I was like, oh, you're not... Because I knew she wasn't in the one that was coming on. And so... Uh, oh, no. But, like, the publicist kind of felt like she was in a weird position because she, I think, was supposed to have something that was, like, going to be more obvious to me that they could get in, and she didn't. Like, she was like, oh, the passes are back at what's this, uh, Craig's office or something like that. Craig. Or something like that, from what I heard. And she, But she didn't say that to me. She said that to Tessa. Oh. And so... You know, the publicist kind of seemed like content to sort of, if they had to go to the ticket test. So they're, they show me these tickets and they're normal tickets like anybody would have. And I said, ticket holders are down that way inside the tent. <laughs> and Tessa kind of like the publicist seems relatively okay, but Tessa kind of hesitates and gives me this look like, do you know who I am? Well, she's, but no, she says, well, but we can get in, right? And I said, well, you'll be able, I think I actually said, you'll, you can get in if you, just wait in the tent really quick. And so they kind of, she sort of stops again and sort of kind of her, her, her squint kind of uh, intensifies a little bit. And so I'm getting this death glare, not really a death glare, but she's just like, you know who I am. You know who I am. You know who I am. And, and so this other guy that's working the, the, uh, the, um, what the hell, the gate, the other gate where like celebrities would normally go up. He walks over and says, it's okay. I know who you are. I'll get, I'll radio somebody to come down and let you guys in. And they say, thank you. And they say, thank you. And he, she goes, and then she goes, 
points at me and says, he knows who I am too, but he's not helping. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Dude. That's not the wind song. <laughs> oh, man. Taking L's hard, man. Wow. Oh, my God. I felt awful. And she was kind of like laughing too, but it was like, I just. Oh, boy. You didn't have and watch that's it. a long, it was one of the longest movies of the festival. I had to stand there for almost two and a half hours. You didn't have a walkie-talkie? Just, I did have a walkie-talkie. Why didn't you radio anyone? Oh, no. Because I was doing my job. <laughs> I thought I was doing my job. That's the thing about this is that they te- they tell you that nobody's an exception. Like, it doesn't matter who they are. If they if they have what they have to get in, then that's what they get. Well, good on you, man. You so, like, I was just trying to do my job. I mean, I realized who she is, and I was like, if I can let you in right here, and like, I would love to do that. But, I like, it kind of confused me for a minute. That she, as somebody as big as she was, had what she had to get in. And I'm like, well, if that's what you have to get in, you're supposed to go down there. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what oh, threw me man. off. Ben did um, not let a pretty celebrity dude, get one over on him. Is she British? Like, she's, No, she's actually not. Okay, I, I thought sure. she was, but maybe she was born there, but she didn't have an accent. Hmm. Um, God bless. I'm just getting worked up even thinking about it. And so... But she comes out, so when the movie's over, she comes out oh, no, by herself. She walks out by herself. She's like looking down at her phone like anybody else, comes out the regular entrance where everybody else is walking out. And so she's coming right by me, and I kind of just sort of, I don't completely stop her, but I just kind of sort of step, sidestep, like so that she can see me. And I sort of just say, hey, listen, I'm really sorry if I happen to cause any confusion on the way in earlier. And she, you know, she just that amazing smile that she has, she just kind of goes, Oh no, we're we're all good. No worries. Like, and that and that was that. So I felt a little better after that. But telling that story just she got it gets me on edge. If so she bad. didn't, she get got in, in. Yeah. If she didn't get in, I was in, really she... hoping she'd just like stiff arm me and be like, uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk to the hand. But I just felt so bad. Like, oh, uh, so that's my so that's my Tessa Thompson story. Ah, that's my favorite story. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee she'll never forget who I am. Though Man. I guarantee it. Watching Creed two is gonna be weird for you. God damn it. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to watch any movie with her. Like, Annihilation's coming out in a couple of weeks with Natalie Portman. It looks amazing. Oh, yeah, She's in that movie. Oh, I'm just like, God bless. I'm never going to be able to look at her again without I can't remember if she died in Westworld or she'll be in season two. I think she did. I don't remember her being in it very long. Yeah, she came in kind of mid towards the end. I love work, Ben. <laughs> uh, I don't think you can get I in. Like, I feel like you're like... My blood pressure is like up here right now. I can feel you're the most famous person ever. Jeez, Tom Cruise and like could show up and with the rock you'd be like do you know who I am I'm Tom Cruise Mission Impossible I'm Tom Cruise you don't have the right ticket man well that's what they say about Sundance is that you know they tell people like volunteers what like, if it's Robert Redford well he shows up is that, does he get his, I mean Robert Redford does, does comes and goes as he pleases like basically, basically people that are Sundance staff that are actual Sundance Institute staff are we let them come and go as they okay. please Pretty much let volunteers kind of come and go as they please too, but like, they'd be like Frankie working the Warp Tour and Coheed and Cambria showing up and be like, "Well, we're just hoping we could like see some bands." I'd go with them, like, "Hey man, let's go." Sorry, do you have a ticket? Yeah, ticket. Like, like they're pretty damn strict though about. That's awesome. About getting into stuff at Sundance, like literally, if they had turned up and not had tickets, they literally would not have gotten in. Yeah. Like they're. It's ridiculous how strict that Sundance is. Hmm. Like, like even like Maggie Gyllenhaal. Like, I I was working a movie that she was in at the press line that day, 
You she saw tur- Maggie Joe? She turns up. She turns up for the red carpet. Literally, I, Frankie, I'm standing right here. What? She's where this bag of chips is. So like, like so she's kind of walking by me, and she's just you know she's dressed to the nine. She's got this gorgeous gown on. She's doing the thing for security at the line because security's got to check everybody. Ooh. no exceptions. Yeah, and they're cool with it. So like she opens her jacket to get. Like, so that security can kind of check that nothing's in her jacket, like they were doing for literally everybody that was going in the films. And I'm just looking at her, I'm like, oh my God, Maggie Gyllenhaal, you're beautiful in person. Like, <laughs> Is she tall? She's really tall. Oh really man, tall. she seems like she's super tall. tall. Um, and that was like right before I was supposed to leave, like get off that shift that day. Who else but I was basically you... standing there waiting for Who her to come Who else did by. you meet, Ben? Who else did you meet? This I made is fun. A li- I made a list. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> I made a list of all the people I saw. And included on that Man. list are also the ones that I, I love the personally movie interacted Stranger with. Stranger Than Fiction with Maggie Gyllenhaal. That's like my, one of my favorite movies. Um, okay, so I'll kind of like there are a couple of names that I know, but I think most of these you guys have probably at least heard of. So I'll run through the ones that I saw first in person or that I was in the same room with. I breathe through air. Um, well, Elle Fanning. Mm-hmm. I was standing in line for a movie. She's the sister of Dakota Fanning. The little, she's baby Dakota Fanning. Although I think she's more popular than our famous. She is, yeah. Um, so I'm standing in line for a movie at this at the Egyptian Theater, which is like when you see pictures of Sundance film, the Sundance Film Festival. It's always the Egyptian Theater marquee is like the big pic, like the picture that everybody sees. Yeah. Um, so I'm standing in line outside the front of that theater to get into something. I see her kind of get schlepped down the street directly by us. By, I think she's got security on one hand and a publicist on the other. And they're just kind of dragging her down the street. And, uh. How old is she now? Like 20? Yeah, close to that. 19, 20, maybe 21. I think she's 20. Is she tall? Yeah. That's going to be my question for her. I mean, she wasn't like <laughs> right by me like this, but she was like, I saw her like maybe eight to 10 feet away. She seems like she's getting tall. dragged down the street. It was like a split second. If I had blinked, I would have missed her. Was she wearing yellow? No. <laughs> I don't I think know. So. I don't remember what she was I'm wearing. I'm picturing the story of her wearing yellow. She was dressed up, but I don't remember what color she was wearing. <laughs> um, saw Rob McElhenney, who uh, is Mac on It's Always Sunny. Yeah, Florida. Mac! Oh. The Mac! Uh, yeah! Super gay. Excuse me? He's married to... In the show, he is. In the show. Oh, in the show. Well, yeah. he was, now he isn't again. I don't remember. Uh, the newest season, he's not. He keeps going back and forth. No, he's married to D. Sweet He D. is married yep. to D. Speaking of D, <gasps> I saw D. Because she was in a movie. Is she uh, tall? Yeah. No, she seems like she's tall. Oh, I totally didn't update this list, man. So uh, I don't have her on here. I saw so there was a movie called Arizona mm-hmm. that I saw. It's kind of like a comedy, like more of a comedy than horror, but it's kind of basically it's a movie that made me confident that Danny McBride and David Gordon Green are doing Halloween. Did they direct this one too, or I think David da, uh, um, I wrote it. David Gordon Green was a producer, and I think uh, Danny McBride co-wrote it with like one or two other guys. Okay. Um, but so Danny McBride plays the villain, um, in this movie and, uh, he's kind of terrorizing, uh, Rosemary DeWitt who plays a real estate agent who witnesses him kill, accidentally kill her boss over like a real estate dispute or like the value of his house. Cause it's like on the, it's takes place during like the, uh, the housing bubble burst. Yeah. And so he kind of turned, so Danny McBride while trying to keep her quiet kind of turns into this crazy homicidal maniac. And so it's kind of a fun movie. It's like definitely that. good for the midnight crowd. Um, so I saw that movie. That was the premiere I saw. So in person, after that movie, I saw Caitlin Olsen. 
Danny Sweet McBride. Dude. No. The son of Dundee? Yeah. Owen Wilson's brother? Yep. He's equally famous. I don't know um, why I said that. And there were one or two people up there that I didn't know. Uh, but yeah, saw Luke Wilson in person, Danny oh, McBride man. in person. Does Danny McBride have a mullet right now? No, he's got the same kind of curly. Cool. He looks exactly the way I've seen him in about a half dozen movies. Oh, man. That kind of curly top. Yeah. Half Jufro thing. Like. Talladega Nights. He um, wasn't in Talladega Nights. I don't know who you're talking about. Danny McBride? Danny McBride. Have you seen the, um, the D- Son of Dundee commercials that may or may not be a movie right now no. on Facebook? It's no. not, it's not a movie. I wish it was. I know. I wish it was too, but it's a, it's an advertisement for the Super Bowl for Australian. It's tourism. definitively been, de- dang it. Yeah. I wanted it to be a movie. Um, so I saw them, which is cool. Uh, who else did I see? I said Elle Fanning, uh, Nick Offerman. Oh, I know him. Oh, no uh, way. I saw him in person. Kiersey Clemens. Did he have a mustache? Yep. Kiersey. He had a beard. Rosebergers. Uh, <laughs> he didn't have person? the Ron Swanson mustache, but he had like a, like a full facial hair. That works. He looks uh, weird when he's not. Kiersey Clemens is a young actress uh, who plays his daughter in a movie she was in. Dope. Have you ever saw that? Have. Um, so she was like, she was so the it was girl? the two guys and the friend, the other oh. girl. So she, it's her. Um, oh. And then Sasha Lane was also at that one. She was, uh, if you ever saw the movie American Honey, or pretty much everything else that I think people would at least, I don't know, maybe other people, but I know for me, I'd only ever seen or heard of her before in American Honey, before I got to this festival and she was in like two two or three movies. Um, yeah, I, don't, I haven't seen it yet. So she was around, but people know who she is. Blythe Danner, Ted Danson, also saw them in no person way. a couple of times, actually. They were actually in Oh, the, wait, I think I saw Ted Danson in your picture. Yeah, yeah so yeah. when that first, when I first met Leonard Malton that Friday, Ted and Blythe were at that little discussion that mm-hmm. they had. So I'm sitting like a row of chairs behind where they are. So like by the time, like, so I saw them twice, and the second time I saw them, it was like, again, like Ted Danson's right here. Like I could reach out and touch him if I wanted to. Um, God, who else did I see? I wrote down Maggie Gyllenhaal on here. That movie, no, it wasn't the same movie, but Haley, Haley Joel Osment, again, watched him get out of a car, come through my pass line. You saw him before, just right? Kind of, Tusk? No, no not I don't. Tusk, um, uh, oh, Yoga Hosers? Maybe I did. I don't remember if he was at Yoga Hosers or not. He's in it barely. I think he was. So you met Mr. Sixth Sense himself. Or uh, saw I didn't him. meet you him, but him. I just, yeah. I saw him. Like, I could have met him because he came through my entrance, but we didn't. You know, he was following a publicist by me. And, like but publicist. again, just like there were a lot of when I was working the press line, like I mainly spent time at the pass holder line, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the second half of the festival when all the premieres were done. But I was doing the press line a lot. And so the press line is where you want to be positioned if you want to see or meet famous people. Because um, also that day for that movie, Haley Joel Osment was in. He had uh, um, one of the other actresses in the film. Uh, turned up a little bit late with with two friends of hers, P- two people that were not in the movie. Some guy, some dude, don't recognize him. Shailene Woodley, what is the, the other is the other guest is her friend Shailene Woodley, and so she like, sounds familiar. And so you, this she's part, so, an American teenager, yeah. you, you love her. I mean, you love, love that show. Her. Yeah, she's in the Divergent. Yeah. Dan watched every episode of American but, Teen Secret Life so, American Teenager. Yep. So. Uh, I'm at the I press like line, and for yeah. this movie, uh, the publicist that's like, or letting people in is like, so we've got an actress named, her name's Isadora. She's with the film. She's coming a little bit later, but she's got two guests with her. Like, if you see her, you know, flag her down and, you know, tell her, tell her that, you know, 
Sarah's coming or whatever her name was. Um, and so I'm standing there and then at one point, like I kind of get swarmed by like six or seven people. And so like, there's these two or three, like, uh, tall women on my right. And then I see like a cup, three others walk up. And so I kind of turn around and kind of these two are like, kind of look at me and they're like, um, like, are we in the right place? And I said, I don't remember what I said to them, but I asked are you Isadora? And she was like, no. And then I hear I am. And I turn around and I see, you know, Isadora, whatever her name is. Apparently she's on some TV show that people know. Uh, I um, don't, I don't know I don't, her by name. I don't watch, but, um, so she's like, Oh, I am. And I said, Oh, great. And so I kind of like, you're with, you're with celebrities and you're with press and you're kind of like, you know, for me, I was like, and it was kind of the first day for that for me. So I was like, Oh, you're Isadora. Hey, like, are your guests here? And then, so I kind of had this like upbeat attitude and then she kind of like turns to the side and this guy, like the guy I was saying, kind of takes his hat off, does a thing with his hair and go like smiles really big. And then I, and then I, and then Shailene Woodley and I'm like, oh my gosh, hey guys, like, how are you? And they're they're both like, great, awesome. And so I consider that an interaction with Shailene Woodley. She was like, hi, like she was super upbeat with me and like, nice. I kind of let them in and said, directed them where to go. Yeah. Uh, so Shailene Woodley's the only one I care about there. Uh, but so technically interact with her. Um, <laughs> <Did> just, no <laughs> way. No. And then like I was, uh, when I was talking about, uh, that other movie before, what was it? Sorry to bother you. Yeah. So I saw Lakeith Stanfield, Danny Glover, Forrest Whitaker, Stephen Yun, Terry Crews and Army yeah. Hammer, like all in one room, saw them in person. Um, every time you say Danny Glover, I think you mean Donald Glover. And I, get, I know. I get excited they're not, for they're not related. They're not. Uh, I thought they were at first, but they're not. Saw Michael Stuhlbarg. Who's he? Uh, Who's he from? Uh, what would you know him from? He was the good doctor in Shape of Water, if you watched Shape of Water. I have not seen it yet. Nope. Uh, I need to. What else do you know him as? Um, he's the dad in Call Me By Your Name. I don't think you guys have seen that yet. I just nope. now watched Boyhood. I'm behind on things. I just I feel now like he's been Mean in genre stuff before, though. It's going to kill me. Um... But he sat like two rows behind me in one of the movies I saw because he was part of the jury for the U.S. Dramatic competition. And so he got to sit in a bunch of, like, in all the movies that were competing in the U.S. Dramatic category at the festival. And so, like, the jury would kind of judge, you know, what gets the big awards and things like that. Huh. Um, gosh, what else would you have seen him in? Boardwalk Empire. I've seen that show. Fargo. The movie or the show? He was in Doctor Strange, the doctor that he doesn't like at the hospital. Mm, okay. The other guy. Yeah, yeah. That's Michael Stobart. Um, I think he's also the agent in charge at that base that they build in Arrival. I have not seen Arrival. I know. You guys, you guys watch anything? No, Ever? I don't. I saw Arrival. I don't have time for movies anymore. I'm kidding, I do, but I don't. Um, who else is on here? Dominic West, who you would know as Jimmy from The Wire, the main cop. You never watched Wire. It's <laughs> like I'm talking to a damn wall. I've got more. I've got more than Dan. What's this guy? Dominic West. He's on The Affair. He was the lead on The Wire. He was in 300. Other people know who these people. Yeah, are. That- you guys are the worst. You guys are both off the show. I'm trying. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I got some of them. Uh, 
So he he had no idea where he was basically. <laughs> like when he turned up for this, he wasn't like drunk or anything. But he just he just kind of got dropped off by himself and didn't know who he was supposed to meet, where he was supposed to go. And so he kind of winded wound up in the ticket tent, like asking people where the, this entrance was. Where he was I supposed go? to meet? Excuse me, one of the famous people. Go? Supposed, yeah, Have you he, seen The Wire? Where do I right. go? And so kind of people were directing him outside, and so he's still kind of lost outside. And it's not very hard. The library is not that hard to navigate. And so he gets back outside the tent and kind of comes to me where I'm the next one over from the tent. And so he walks up to me and he goes, excuse me, is this the pass the the uh, entourage entrance? I said, no, it's the next one down. He goes, all right, thanks. Like, and so I was like, yeah, Dominic West, got, got you from the wire, man. I'm looking this up. Uh, West. Leonard Malton, Jesse Malton. AJ Nadu, who is the Indian friend in uh, Office Space. I know Dominic West. He is in See? Fast and Furious. What? Who is not? Really? really? You thinking of Luke Evans? I am. Yeah, I'm yeah, a different guy. <laughs> I am. He's in Punisher Warzone. Yes, he was Jigsaw in Punisher Warzone. Oh! Money Monster. Yeah, he's married to like a 19 year old. What? Yeah, look it up. It's weird. Uh. Okay. <laughs> Derail you, sorry. Sorry. Um, Dennis O'Hare, who was in uh, American Horror Story, several seasons of American Horror Story. Yeah. You have any idea who I'm talking about, Dan? They did a True Blood. I didn't watch True Blood. I, I don't think so. Yeah. Is he on True Blood? Yeah, he is. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up because I don't trust you anymore. I know you're talking about, but yes, I don't know if he's on True Blood. I don't either. That's where <laughs> I know him from. Uh, <laughs> so he's played. Who has he played on American Horror? Frankie, have you ever watched American Horror Story? No, only the third season, not all of it. Anyway, he played the. I'm failing at this game. You guys are both failing at this game. I'm actually really disappointed in you both right now. I'm sorry, I got Dennis man. O'Hare. Dennis O'Hare played Spalding. Like, across the seasons, he's played Spalding, Liz Taylor, yeah, Liz Taylor. Larry Harvey, Richard Spencer. He's played a lot of people on American Horror Story, and it's where people know him from. And so I kind of, like... I was coming out, walking out of the theater to go to the bathroom. He was walking in to get ready to sit with the people that, for the movie that he was in. And so we kind of just moved past each other. And somebody kind of said from behind him to him, said something about, you know, they kind of, it wasn't like a joke, but it was just like something kind of funny about American Horror Story. But it was like in good spirit and it was, it was nice. And so he kind of said something back a little bit. And kind of as we're moving past each other, I kind of slap him on the, shoulder a little bit and i say oh, yeah, yeah. oh man can't wait for next season and he goes oh thank you you're gonna love it or like just you wait or something like that he played russell as in edgington on true blood yeah. um so that was my dennis o'hare experience um you slapped dennis o'hare i didn't smack him in the face i just kind of <laughs> he's, he's a fragile man gave him a little pat on the shoulder because i was moving past him so the and then the last one i really have to report is uh jason blum oh <laughs> jason from blumhouse yeah yeah you know who that is, Dan? I do. You know who that is, Frankie? Tell me who D- Jason Blum is. I I thought he was just buying the Blumhouse films. Yes. Yeah. I've only seen... I saw him on YouTube with an interview. I bought 
Happy Death Day on Blu-ray earlier tonight. I was going to buy it anyway, but I bought it today specifically kind of solely because I met him. Awesome. He was nice to me. Um, but it was like totally by chance. Like I was walking into a movie, like going down this aisle to go sit in the library and I see him talking to some guy and I was like, it's Jason Blum chilling in the aisle. And so I kind of walk past him a little bit and I go, oh, Jason Blum, he kind of turns and gives me this look. He goes, yeah. And he goes, man, like, and I shake, put my hand out, shake his hand. And, and it was just really quick. Like I didn't really say anything. Just kind of basically shook hands and kept moving. I'm massively familiar with his work. Though. Yes. The producer of the purge paranormal activity. Insidious. Insidious. All the stuff. All the horror stuff that Dan loves. M. Night Shyamalan and Ding Dong. Shyamalan Ding Dong. Shyamalan Ding Dong. But he... Whiplash. Yeah. Whiplash. Scariest movie ever. He was... uh, He executive produced a documentary that I saw called This Is Home. It was about uh, Syrian refugees trying to assimilate in the United States after kind of fleeing... Sorry, fleeing uh, kind of the war-torn areas that they were living in. And uh, it was a really good documentary. And so... Um, kind of, on, I, I put my stuff down in the, at the seats that I was at with a friend of mine, went back out to go to the bathroom and kind of, as I'm walking past him again, I kind of turn back to him and say, even still by sort of mid conversation with this guy, I kind of go, man, I saw, you know, this is home the other night. It was, it was fantastic. He goes, oh man, thank you so much. And that was it. Like that was the extent of our meeting. But like he was, he, he was definitely in producer mode cause he was mm-hmm. talking to somebody, but like he was nice enough anyway, in sort of a passing conversation kind of way. Um, I could tell that if, you know, it were one-on-one, like with me and him, like he was focused on me instead of, he would be a nice guy. And like, I've heard him talk before and he seems like a good dude. So, um, pretty I, much everybody I saw or interacted with was really cool, which is, which was great. It was really, it was funny because like all of these people are the kind of people you'd think would feel entitled for yeah. s- treatment. No, no, they were all That's darling awesome. people. Um, I I sort of have a redaction. I just real uh, Dominic West did not marry sixteen year old. I was gonna say it was his brother in the movie, who plays Jigsaw's brother, Doug Hutchinson, that married a sixteen year old. That's that yeah, he's not he's like a B lister. I'm like, yeah, that's my redaction. Not Dominic West in that movie, Punisher Warzone. His brother, that's mm. the dude. Um, I knew it had something to do with that character. So. That's really awesome, Ben. But it wasn't like that these people were entitled. It was funny because like in the second half of the festival, like the last 10 days of the festival, yeah. when it's just like basically rich people that kind of come to the movies, they're the ones that are being the most dicky. Oh, so, where's the popcorn? Douchey. yeah. Wait, speaking of that, they got popcorn and snacks and stuff? Yep. They got real good snacks. How much for a bag of popcorn? $5. Oh. <laughs> that was as... That was as... <laughs> that was as expensive as it got. <laughs> Okay, so, like, other than movie stuff, what, any drinkeries, any food places that were good? Yes. Um. <laughs> cool. Don't <laughs> <laughs> leave like, one more. I don't, uh, I don't care about the stuff, I care about the movies. No, my really good place I went to was, uh, that I was actually very fortunate to get into. Uh, it was High West Saloon. Ooh. It's the world's only mm. ski in and ski out saloon. Also, it's like in, in the country. And now it's at the ba- <laughs> it's at the base of a ski slope. Oh, okay. Basically, Park City is at the base of mountains that all kind of have ski trails on them. How was the weather the whole time you were there? It's cold, cold. It was cold, but it was nice. But it didn't snow like it ruined. It anything. snowed like a foot <laughs> the first day. 
But they're like prepared for that stuff. Kind of. Kind of. Were you prepared or did you have to buy that jacket? No, the jacket was part is the uniform they give it to you. What? Yeah. So no. uh, this was that, a free that was jacket. jacket. It's a Kenneth Cole jacket. Ooh, nice. Nice jacket. Yeah, nice jacket, man. It's reversible. So I, it's yeah, I was going to ask that if that camo is reversible. That camo is reversible. Ooh, look at Ben. Oh, um, making his way up in the world. Talking to celebrities. So yeah, proud. Man. Getting a free jacket. Coming back to hang with you peasants. I know. <laughs> we don't know how to Eat potato team. chips together. Like, Coming back to I'm the sorry we don't know all the celebrities. <laughs> uh, no, but you know, what were we talking about? Food. That was good. Food, drink. High West Distillery had really, really good food. Um, I had they had I had a bowl of elk chili and it wasn't really a bowl it was more like a cauldron <laughs> it was served in like a small cauldron nice I like that that came on a plate it was a cauldron of chili yeah and then it also came with on the side a grilled cheese ooh like a like a gourmet ass panini grilled cheese it was real good yeah. um and that day was particularly cold and so I was like I'm getting me a giant bowl of chili and it was so good I regret nothing uh. <laughs> And I tried several days later to try to get in with other people to that place. No luck. Uh, it was like once the festival started, too it was like, yeah, it was way too crowded. Wow. Um, where was the other good place? I went to Wasatch Brew Pub a couple of times, which was kind of the same vibe, but not quite as like rustic feeling. Um, it's kind of more upscale sports bar type as opposed to like, you know, kind of sort of your hipster rustic outdoorsy kind of place like how like high west would be so wasatch was had really good food it was relatively it was reasonably priced and they had good beer um so i went back there several times um what else did i have to eat i had some decent pizza at a place called fuegos it was like a coal-fired pizza fuego um fire yeah spanish Mm, they fed us a lot like from uh like, they used to bring, like, volunteers would bring, like, there was, like, one volunteer that would always bring, like, free, like, bagels every day from, like, uh, Einstein Brothers. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been there. So, basically, every shift, like, I had a bagel to nice. eat. So, like, uh, that would uh, that would kind of take place of, like, one meal. Um, and then, like, if it was early in the morning, I would kind of, I mean, like, after we got, we got to go on break, like, after the first movie, uh, the concession stand had, like, breakfast burritos. And we always got a discount yeah. when we were on shift. And so I would get, like, there was one day it was super freezing cold, and I got a thing of their chili, which was good. I remember eating a lot of chili. You got to when it's cold, man. It was so cold. Um, uh, Those breakfast burritos were pretty good. Um, Didn't eat that every day, but had a couple. And then didn't you say you were going to stay, like, in a hostel type thing? I did stay in a hostel type thing. Uh, No me gusta. It was just, it was, I mean, it was a nice enough place for a hostel. Yeah. But it was just it's so awkward, though. Like, I was basically living in a broom closet with five other people. Like, and everybody's in, in, so three bunk beds crammed together. Everybody's stuff is just kind of all getting, you know, strewn around. And I'm like, I hated being, like, there would be days where I would have to be the first one out in the morning. I would be the last one in, or the, yeah, the last one in at night, first one out in the morning. And it was just kind of awkward. Yeah. Just all the time to kind of turn up at 1 a.m. Everybody's asleep. You got to go take a shower because you've been out all day. Um, and then you, by the time you get in bed, it's like 2 o'clock and you're just trying to be quiet. And, like, I couldn't do any, like, work there. In downtimes, I had to, like, go off and, like, either not do work or just go, like, try to find some place where I could hang out for a little while. Hmm. Um, 
they had like a common space, but and so I used that a couple of times. But again, a couple of days early on, it was like just weird kind of being around. Like there were a lot of there were some people there for Sundance, but it was mostly just like groups of like teenagers that were there to ski. <laughs> And I was just, I was just so over it. Like Like, almost instantly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So I don't know. I mean, like I said, nice, nice place, nice accommodations, but it's a lot of people. I'm glad that I made a friend with a local who extended their spare room to me. That should I ever wish to return. That's clutch. (laughs) So I would much rather have free lodging than have to spend money on whatever I spent money on there. I know it's early now, but you think you're going to do it again? Yeah. Nice. I think I will. Um, I'm trying to decide if I would volunteer again next year or if I want to go, just to go, and kind of attend like a long weekend or something. Mm. And then, because I had a friend that from how, Bowling Green that actually came for like three or four days. How long of a drive was it? Went back. To get there. I flew. Oh, you flew. Yeah. It was like a sense. three and a half hour flight. It's 1,500 miles. You just drive. like taxi or Ubered there, and then you just didn't need a car. They have a free bus service. Nice Where's in that? Park City, so I use that a lot. I used the Lyft a couple of times. Well, for volunteers, they had a they had a uh, like three, or they gave us four. If you were an existing Lyft user, you and you were a volunteer, you get four Lyft rides, ten dollars off. Okay. And so I used two of them in the first like day because I woke up after the first night having forgot a belt. And deodorant. Oh, no. So I was like, well, shit, where am I going to go? Um, found out there was a Walmart about yes. 12 miles down the road. Clutch. So I had to take an Uber there and back, or a Lyft there and back. So that knocked out, too. And then I didn't use any more until the last like couple of days of the fest. Because what I was going to do is I was going to use one to get to the airport at the end of the trip. Um, so like sat like Friday or Saturday, like last Friday or Saturday from when we're recording this right now, um, I was looking at Lyft to find out how much it was going to cost to get from the hostel to the airport. It's like $45. And so, I mean, I'm like, all right, well, that's a lot, but like, I get it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so then, but I contacted the woman who gave me a ride in because this was like, they have all the volunteers in like a Facebook group. And so somebody like piped up and said, Hey, I'm going to rent like a shuttle bus and I'll charge you like $20, $25 to ride like one way. Okay. So I'm like, okay, well that's better than 45. So yeah. I messaged this woman again and kind of arranged for a ride, uh, to take me to the airport, um, Monday, which the, just this past Monday. Um, and so I'm all set with that. And then, uh, my, my local friend, my park city friend who, um, was in our group at the um, of volunteers at the library. It was somebody I worked pretty closely with. Um, she was like, oh, well, I'm taking, because there were a couple of us that sort of, that were all like really close. They were, became close on that uh, outside li- library team. And um, so like this one woman was living relatively close to where this other girl was staying with like her family friends. And so, she tells me, this woman tells me, she goes, oh, well, I'm taking Jordan to the airport. I can just come get you, and you guys can, like, or we'll ride together, and I'll just take you guys to the airport. And I'm like, well, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> so I canceled on my other lady, and then I got a free ride to the airport. Oh. And oh, also well, potentially a free place to stay if I ever want to come back. So. 
That's fantastic. That's probably the best. Like, I mean, aside from meeting Leonard Maltin, like, just meeting and making, you know, forming these relationships with, like, these, like, a few people on my team. Mm -hmm. Like, I made probably, like, four to six, like, really, really good friends. Um, And so, I'm actually going to go see, one of them lives in Nashville, and I'm actually going to go see her in, like, a month or so. Um, cause I'm going to, my, <laughs> I've, I've talked about the Oscar party, right? That my friend's aunt and uncle throw. Yeah. And there's awards. There's an award yeah. and you get the Oscar mm-hmm. statue. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go down for that. And when I go down for that, I'm going to hang out with her. So that'll be really fun. She's the best. So that'll be cool. And then, um, very cool. Uh, I made friends with a British dude who had just married a girl from Utah, and they live in Utah. They live kind of in Salt Lake. He said he was like 45 minutes away from But he's a cool He's a cool guy. He's trying to do a film blog, too, kind of like I do. Um, and he wants to be on the show sometime, so I'm sure we'll have him on. Yeah. Um, another, yeah, that guy's really cool. And then uh, Gwen, who offered me a place to stay. I hope all these people listen to this, because <laughs> I, I hope they do, because I, 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 think, think I think our listener base is going to go up a little bit by... Fingers crossed. Sounds like it, man. You made more friends. I made a lot of friends. Than um, I have in like the last two years. And then we got my my boss and teammate outside team, Walita, who uh, lives in Austin. Um, I don't know what she does again. I think she does like casting ah. for things. Um, and then I talked to my friend Kate today, who is hanging out in New York City with some, with a friend or two before she has to go back to Germany. She's German. That's, I guess, where she would go. Yeah, uh, that's where they, they go, the Germans. So I talked to her a little bit today, um, which is kind of nice. Uh, who else? Yeah, name drop them, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aaliyah, who last time I saw her was kind of sick. Like, she was coming down with something the day before I left, and so I hope she's doing better. Um, I think she's in she – I don't know if she's going back to Vietnam or somewhere. She was huh. – like, she's from California, but she – was like teaching in Vietnam or something, like teaching English. And so I don't know if she was going back there or not yet. Ching Chong. Um, nope. There's Laos so and Cambodia. Shout out to over everybody uh, who's from Sundance. Uh, I miss you guys. Um, and I hope to have everybody on the show soon. Uh, Frankie, what else do you want to know about? I mean, I guess. Um, trying to think of other food. I mean, High West makes really good whiskey because you. I just remembered that you asked about. Food yeah, because I knew that everything's like a lower alcohol rating over there. It is, but percentage. High, like, yeah. So the way it is there is, I don't know. This is just kind of the way I experienced it. I don't remember specifically what the individual laws are. Mm-hmm. They can only serve you. They can serve you no more than two drinks at a time. Because at that Wasatch Brew Pub, I tried to order a flight of beer. They said, "Well, I can't do a flight." but we have these 50 cent shot glass tasters so I can just bring you two at a time. And if you want to order more, you can do that. So I did that. Like I ordered, you know, it's literally a shot glass of beer for 50 cents. Huh? So I picked two. She'd bring them to me. She goes, Oh, you want two more? I said, yeah, give me these two. And so then by the time you would try basically all the beer they have on tap, you'd end up spending probably less money than you would on a flight of beer at like Braxton or Rheingeist or somewhere here. Um, so that was kind of neat, but yeah, so the draft beer that they have out there is capped, I think at like three and a half or 4%. Uh, so which is why they kind of recommend, they say, if you want like a a full strength beer, definitely get it from a can. 
uh, or they had some bottled stuff, but they, but pretty much everything that's brewed out there is done in cans. Um, and so I had a couple of really, really good beers in cans. One of my favorite beers now of all time I had out there was a bourbon barrel aged porter at Wasatch. It was called Polygamy Porter. (laughs) (laughs) And they have a t-shirt. I wish I'd bought, I wish I'd bought this t-shirt. They had a t-shirt that says on the front, it says like right on like kind of the, the, the chest, like on the pocket area, it says I've tried polygamy. Mm-hmm. And then on the back, it's got like the the label of the polygamy porter beer. It's fantastic. Oh. Um, I ended up getting a shirt from High West that I really really like, so I'm cool with that. But yeah, so High West makes rye whiskey and bourbon. The and they were all really good. The whiskey, like I'm assuming, it's not the same. Where it's got to be lower proof, right? Or no, it was about it was. You can get High West here. Oh yeah. Um. And it's all you, the same. I don't know how you make a low proof whiskey. No, and like they yeah. sell like I, I had a maker's mark, oh. you know, and a bullet, like it's some that's something. There was one night, uh so the first Saturday night of the festival on Main Street in Park City. Stupid. It was just it was basically it's gridlock traffic, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the night that all the sponsors, all the celebrities are all there, all the sponsors have their own like lounge areas and storefronts where they're hosting private parties. So all of those places are full. All of the restaurants up and down there are all full. I'm I'm on Main Street after I've been working for seven hours, trying to find a place to charge my phone or any place to grab a quick bite to eat. Nothing. I I couldn't I couldn't get anything, man. Yeah. And so I finally came across. They have like this ice cream and coffee place called the Java Cow, <laughs> kind of like three quarters of the way up the mountain on Main Street. So I duck in there, find out they've got pre-made sandwiches and turkey chili. So I'm like, well, give me all of that. You I'm did hungry. eat a lot of chili. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did that uh, and wound up, they had an outlet there. I could charge my phone, but it was the worst outlet ever. I was there like a half hour and the phone charged like 3%. Uh, it was terrible. Um, but yeah, oh my God. I just, I really, I think the people that I was around made it what it was. Um, but I also saw a lot of really good movies too. And, um, obviously like all these people, like most of these people, if not all of them kind of do stuff in the industry. And so hopefully, you know, we'll all kind of be able to keep each other in mind for things potentially. Um, network is always a good thing. man. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, one other quick cool thing that was really the only true bit of net, actual networking that I kind of got to do is I happened to run into this filmmaker and his filmmaker girlfriend at one of the at this lounge. It was at that Friday when I was trying to see Leonard Maltin, and so they just we all kind of we kind of just wound up in the same corner of this place, and we just kind of got to talking as you sort of do, mm-hmm. and uh, come to find out that the guy had directed a movie that's getting ready, a horror movie that's getting ready to come out called Tonight She Comes. And I told him, I, I kind of gave him this look. I said, why do I know the name of that? Like, why do, why does that sound familiar? He goes, I don't know. We had a, like, we played in Cinemark theaters for, like, a day in October, and we're getting ready to get a VOD release the end of February. Um, and so I was like, man, I know I've heard that from somewhere, either on a podcast or, like, on a, read an article or something. He goes, oh, man, that's awesome. Come to find out after, after they had left, I was like, I know where I know this 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 movie from. I bought tickets to that show oh, at the no. Oakley, the, yeah, the one at the Cinemark in Oakley for that one night only thing. Because I was like, oh, this looks like an interesting, unique 
original horror movie and it's only playing for one night, I should probably go to this. Yeah. So I had a ticket to go and I I was going to movie pass it maybe or maybe it was even before before that. Uh, but I wound up not going because either like something else came up that night or something. Um, <laughs> and so whenever he, he wants to be on the show because he told me, I told him about the podcast and he goes, Oh man, you got a podcast. I would love to get on and talk about the movie when it gets closer to the release nice. date. Yeah, for so sure. So I gave him my card, and he almost he emailed me pretty much right away to kind of establish. I don't have him specifically for this for the wow. real podcast, but kind of when I was like you know broken looking for work, I had cards <laughs> made for myself, nice. and it's got all of my socials on social media on it and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whenever that gets a release. So he so he said it's coming yeah. out February 27th, and we'll have to have a conversation off mic about how we want to schedule and handle guests this month. Um, Thursday at 7. I mean, that's what I told him. <laughs> he said, I told him, I said, man, with the time difference, like it's probably going to be 10, 1030 for you. He goes, that's cool. I'm a night owl anyway. I was like, God, I love these horror movie guys. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll have to do it either the Thursday before or after. Um, so... Yeah, I'm gonna have to tell him when he comes on the show. Yeah, that <laughs> how you I, almost how, saw how I wound how I wound up knowing what his movie was. Um, and then world. obviously I'm gonna have to see it when it comes out. So. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm really excited for not just that experience as a whole, but what it could mean for like you know us here. And uh, it it was just it was the best. Sounds like it, man. Like I, like you I said before, your, even you after, did your mecca. I did. Like, after I said, I went in 2016 with the kids from WKU, and I, even then, like, just attending, I was like, it's like Disneyland for anybody that likes movies. Like, I did some virtual reality stuff this year. I did way more VR this year than I did two years ago, which I'm super happy about. They got the HTC Vive kind of units? I had an Oculus on. Oculus Rift. And the first time I only did, like, the Google Cardboard. So this time I sat down for, like, an hour with an Oculus Rift on. Nice. Um... And I haven't talked about this much, uh, but they had they showed us two programs because it was like the day it was the first day of the festival and people were kind of slowly getting out. Um, but they had this special thing for volunteers where they were kind of showing. They gave us some free tickets to this VR thing that they were going to be showing, and so we got to see like a it was called like VR screening one, and then they showed us VR screening four also. So they were both like blocks of four essentially virtual reality short films um so one was like one was a behind the scenes for isle of dogs that's coming out i want to see that and so yeah, what it was yeah. was if you're <laughs> yeah so if you're looking straight on like this yeah it's basically like you're watching an epk interview with the dog like the stop motion and character and they're speaking obviously in the actor's voice and they're kind of just talking about whatever they want to talk about and some of the stuff's really funny um but then if you were to like if you turn your head if you turn around in the chair there's a time lapse of all of the artists and engineers working on the set that they're on. Oh. So they're in a sound stage, but you wouldn't know that just by kind of when the thing starts and you're just kind of looking at it like you would normally watch something on a screen. Yeah. You would never be able to tell the, where they actually were. They're really on a set that they built like 30 feet wide by 30 feet high on, on a sound stage. And you wouldn't know that unless you turned around and saw all the people buzzing around finishing the set. Or setting things up for other shots. They that should, was super cool. They kind of did that at the end of Box Trolls. Yeah. That's kind of exactly what it was. Yeah. Um, That's super cool. What else did I see? There was one that was probably my hands... I think it was probably my favorite of the VR stuff I saw. 
I think it was called Dinner Party, mm-hmm. and it was about uh, kind of the experience that this couple had. It's based on a true story. It's the true story of the very first ever documented UFO abduction in the United States in like huh. 1961 or something like that. Um, and so it kind of, you know, it sets the scene you're at like this dinner party, but there's a lot of like surreal kind of animation to it and experimental visuals that kind of happen as it goes on to kind of simulate the experience of the alien abduction. Really, really neat. Um, uh, there was one that Maria Bello did that was about uh, like this battalion of all women soldiers in the Iraqi army or something like that. That was kind of interesting. Modern, like the Sun Ladies or something like that. Modern day times? Yeah, yeah modern day times. Um, uh, the other really cool one I saw was called The Summation of Force and was basically an experimental film about uh, these two little boys that were playing cricket. And it's kind of explores like sort of the, the physics in the space of these boys kind of doing, you know, the act of, th- you know, bowling the ball and then hitting, you know, swinging with the bat. Yeah. And then through that action, it kind of opens up a whole, literally it sort of explores that the whole kind of micro universe related to the physics um, and kind of the stuff that sort of the sort of butterfly effect that comes off of just human motion and things like that so that was kind of interesting vr is pretty crazy sometimes yeah. it is hard to explain but yeah the, there's a lot of possibilities for storytelling i mm-hmm. can't even see how you do movies yet but someone's gonna crack no it. like if you saw some of these things that i saw it was the future's bright yeah. <laughs> um there was a there was a completely cgi animated one called micro giants that basically it was it was a completely animated world and it was like you're the size of a bug <laughs> And it kind of follows, you get to watch like certain creatures move up the food, as like as the kind of the food chain moves up or down or however it goes. So you kind of start on like a, like a drop of water and then it kind of expands out and like there's a bee or a fly or something that you're kind of hanging with and it's drinking this water. And then that thing winds up flying around and gets caught in a spider web. And so you see it struggling in the spider web, and so the spider starts, they do some Ooh. freaky stuff with the spider. That would scare you. So then, you know, then the bug gets eaten by the spider, and then the spider gets, you know, something like another, like a dragonfly or something comes and, like, poisons the spider and eats the spider, and then it just, and then that thing flies away, and then the last shot is like a, it kind of goes to a really slow motion and sort of freeze frames, almost like the very end of Spider-Man, mm-hmm. like where it's kind of, he does this action and he leaps in the air and it kind of slows down super slow, almost completely freeze frame. And it's like a bird opening its mouth and this thing like getting ready to fly into the mouth. And so it slows down super slow and then it just goes <laughs> and like swallows you as like the end of the thing. That one was awesome. Um, so yeah, some of that VR stuff is just going to be really, really super cool. In a couple of years. Yeah. When we're old. Yeah. Watching these VR experiences. We're in the early stages of it. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, man. Well, yeah, man. Glad. It, was, it was the best. It uh, sounds like you had an awesome time. Yeah, I did. I was. We are glad you're back. I know. Dan, have we revealed on the show before? What Can we reveal what's going on in your life real quick? With what? With your family. Oh, yeah. It's been revealed. It's been revealed. Yeah. Well, Dan's getting ready to have a kid. Yes. Uh... So congratulations to Dan. I don't well, think it's been revealed on the Real Movies podcast yet. Not. Um, 
But I was going to suggest that, like, I kind of wished I had you guys out there too, because it was. Dude, if you, you did, would love it. If you did a long weekend, I could do. I couldn't go for yeah. thirteen days. Yeah, I'd get thrown out. You in would a love second. it. <laughs> I think yeah, you would be fun to to have there too. But it uh, it would be. I, I just kept thinking about you know how much fun I think you guys would probably have had. So. Uh, it, yeah, you definitely. This is you love cinema and movies and no celebrities more. But I I highly like you still movies. like even if you be like American teenager. What up? Right. What up? Even if you have a passing interest, yeah. like I've told people that, I was like, if you have a vaguely passing interest in movies, you go to the Sundance Film Festival, you will walk away with an entirely new appreciation. Yeah. Um, and if Real. and it's okay if you see stuff you don't like because you know that's just how movies go. It's mm-hmm. not everything's good. Not everything I saw was good. Uh, but there's other stuff going on. Like you can go to panel discussions. You can go there's lounges everywhere. You can go hang out. You can go party anywhere you want. Like. For the most part, I mean, most of the parties are exclusive, but I got into a few. Um, yeah, so man. I would love just a city that turns into something for like uh, however yeah. many days. It's yeah. really awesome. Yeah. Like Ghetto Fest. Yeah, but like, Ghetto Fest <laughs> only ever for like a week. Ghetto Fest took over the entire city. Yeah, yeah. It's all about Ghetto. It'd be cool. That'd be amazing. <laughs> what I am, I'm a fan of storytelling, and obviously movies yeah. and storytelling. So I love right. anything like this. You might even get inspired at VR for a Last Troubadour VR concept album. Boom! Music video. Yeah, man. That was another one I saw. Somebody did a, there was a rap artist I'd never heard of, did an awful song, but it was a cool video. They did a music video for that song, and it was VR. In VR? Yeah. I've heard of a few bands doing that. That's, can't wrap my head around that. That'd be uh, cool, though. Yeah. Um. So, real quick, I know we're kind of long-winded, but that's the nature of the Sundance Coming home your super Sundance show. Yeah. Um, trying to catch That's up on DVD. what I should name it. Super Sundance <laughs> show. Catching up on DVD buying. Uh, I'm buying Groundhog's Day tomorrow. Are you? Day. Yeah, got to. I uh, Mother. I might buy Mother. Did you tomorrow. get Mother? Yeah. Nice. Have you watched it yet? No. I uh, should have bought Groundhog Day. Was this 4K release at Best it is, Buy? It is. It is. And I actually, I think I, no, was it that one? No, it was Jumanji I saw at Target today, thinking I had seen the Groundhog Day. But that you're right, that's Best Buy exclusive, I think, the Groundhog Day 4K. I thought it exclusively came out tomorrow. I think it's already out. I, I think it's already out. Yeah. Um, But. Super weird for me. Like, this time last year, I think I'd already cleared like 100 movies. Yeah. Where yeah. Now? Five. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Um. I have the unfair advantage because I yeah, you like Sundance and saw seventy sure. movies. Yeah, not a single one came out this year. <laughs> really? I watched uh, watch Boyhood. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I need to watch Boyhood again. Um. So no, tonight I bought Happy Death Day and Jigsaw. I really the one I wanted to get was Blade Runner twenty forty nine in four K. I want to get now? the four K disc. It's out now. Um. But Target didn't have any. It said they did, but they didn't have any. It was one of those. They were in the back. And they wouldn't go get it for So I, uh, no, well, I was just, I was rushing to get here, and uh, I didn't feel like asking, but I just, I literally stood at the checkout waiting, and I ordered it on Amazon. Ah, It's coming on Saturday. That's a great Um, one to have on 4K. Yeah, that's what I decided. I was like, well, Jake I I need to get this movie. He's not in that. You thinking of the gauze? Yeah. <laughs> but, and I've been wanting to watch Jigsaw again. I've not and, seen uh, Jigsaw. 
I think it's my favorite really of the good. Saw sequels. I need to see it. Um, it's pretty good. And then I was thinking about Happy Death Day. I was like, well, should I make this my Groundhog Day? I might buy that tomorrow, too, even though I know the ending. Yeah. I might rent Groundhog Day, even though it's technically a movie I should have. Like, I just can't, like, the blue, the the 4K is, like, $24. I'm like, I'm not going to spend $24 but on Groundhog Day. I don't own it. Groundhog Day is one of my favorite movies, so. Yeah, it's just, you know, like, I was looking for a, because they re-released it as, like, a 25th anniversary edition. Mm-hmm. Usually when Sony's done that, they'll release a Blu-ray, like a regular standard Blu-ray too. Um, like they did with the Jumanji remaster. So there's a 4K disc of Jumanji now, yeah. but there's also a regular 1080p Blu-ray that's selling for $10 that's also sourced from that same 4K yeah. remaster. Um, so I thought they would do that with Groundhog Day and maybe they will, but they didn't for this it's weird that it's just the best buy exclusive too and it's weird that like apparently it's a really good 4k remaster yeah um but i just for a mo- for a movie that i haven't seen enough to go like man i gotta go spend 25 dollars on groundhog day i'm like no every day i wish i was a if, it was, if it was if it was ten dollars i would get it fair enough but i'm not spending 25 dollars on Groundhog Day. black friday black friday i'll probably just rent it and then <laughs> wait until it it always goes on Netflix like way after right. February second. Yeah. Hey, you want to watch this movie in July? I guess. Yeah. Why don't you put it out when it should be? <laughs> <laughs> and then they take it off by like Thanksgiving. Yep. They always do. Like, that. Why would I watch this any other time? Yeah. So, uh, so that's where I'm at with, uh, and also, you know, I debated, you know, waiting until sale, like for sales for all these, but I like I had time to kill, and I was like, well, I really want to watch some of these, and so um, I went for it, even though I, sh- you know. I gotta. Realistically, I should be waiting. I've got a paycheck coming next week. Well, I mean, I don't know. Which if you would got be nice because I've W twos yet, low. but you can do taxes, get a refund. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, I have all my W twos, but I'm not. I never do taxes in January. All right, I did my I'll taxes as soon as I got my W twos. Did I'm, you? Yeah, my return should be here any second. Nice. It's not that much though. Well, I'll probably do them either later this month or in March. Very cool. Yeah. Um, Very cool. Uh, so I've got as we're recording this, I've also got to catch up on movies that have been in release in theaters since I've been gone, and I haven't had a chance to see. Wait, I haven't been to the theaters in 2018. I'm slacking. So last yeah. night, I know, right? Last night I saw Den of Thieves. Pretty good movie. Did you see it? No. <laughs> you totally sound like you did. There's a question. Oh, did you see it? No, no you did. You said you haven't been. With me. It's terrible. Uh, it's not a good movie. And I've got a friend who worked on it, like worked on the set in Atlanta, and he Jack goes, oh, dude. man, text me, let me know what you think. I text him, and I was like, dude, I'm sorry, this was awful. <laughs> it's two and a half hours of just, like, the most uncomfortable misogyny you've ever seen. And, like, there's maybe two action sequences in the whole movie, like... Oh, so it's what Star Wars should have been. No. <laughs> What? It's two and a half hours. Star Wars, two and a half hours of uncomfortable misogyny. They did a all male cut of Star Wars: Last Jedi. Oh my! God. You hear about that? No. That should have been on your radar. Yeah, some like man activist group God took out it. every woman scene. Like, what would that movie even be like? <sighs> I'm trying to think. Like, okay, have you have seen the uh, sexy Jeff Goldblum pop? That's I have. Yes, oh man, I, have. I need that I pop. Somebody target exclusive. His head with uh, Kylo Ren's. Yeah, you are not alone. Yeah, that's funny. I want to buy two just so I can do that as well. <laughs> yeah, it's called. Uh, 
called Blooming. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, no, but so I've got four movies I need to see this weekend with yeah. Movie Pass. So I'm gonna go see one tonight. Uh, if I didn't work tomorrow, I'd do that. Yeah, I, I need to. See I need to see. I need to see Phantom Thread. I was obsessed with Monster Hunter. I'd do that. How's that going? I I debated getting it, but I don't think I'm going to. At least it's not a now. fun game. Is it? Dan says very grind heavy, but it's so people heard. seem like they love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you could do the story and not grind, but you might as well wait till it's like twenty dollars. That's, that. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, but no. So I need to see Phantom Thread. Uh, Call me by your name. Uh, the post. Uh, nope, I've seen the post. Hostiles. I want to see the post and then immediately jump into. Um, President's Men. Yeah, I wish I'd done that, dude. You know we. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to open this rabbit hole now, but I don't think you've done your Oscar. Um, oh shit! No, we got time for that. We can. The Oscars aren't until yeah, like March fourth or something like that. Um. Yeah. So the nom- Oscar nominations are out, but we don't have time to do that. Michael tonight. B. Jordan. Not for everything. Ross the boy. <laughs> um, don't think he's nominated for anything, man. Oh, the blade. Uh, the uh, early Black Panther. I know. Around. That's all I'm. A, all Everybody's I'm saying with. that Michael B. Jordan's like the the best Marvel villain. Nice. Uh, why so. is he got to be a villain though? Uh, should I be... not sell that? Punch? You should hold on to it and see. Yeah. Um, I'm stoked for that. Is it come out next Thursday or next the Thursday after that? I think Thursday after that. It's okay. like the 16th yeah, or something. Thursday after, because I thought for sure we'd be on hiatus by then. Uh, Zombies. Limited addiction. Oh, that's right. Um. But no, so Phantom Thread calling by your name Hostiles, and then uh, Winchester comes out this week. Hmm. That horror movie with Helen Mirren. Yep. Looks, it's probably going to wind up being the one we go to tonight. Looks very confusing. So. I think that's all I got. For now. Cool. Well, Ben, glad you're back. Glad you had a fun trip. Making them memories, man. Yeah, man. That's what it's all about. In the wise words of someone important, do it for cinema. Sure. <laughs>